Archaim Simon Yudalad Sif Dalad. It is permissible to take someone else, someone's friend's talus, and to make a bracha over it. As long as you fold it up properly, if you found it folded. It's forbidden to learn from your friend's sfarim uh, without his knowledge. Maybe you'll tear the pages as you learn. A talus belonging to partners is obligated because it's written on the corners of their garments. Whether you can retie tzitzis from one garment to another garment, and the laws of if a talus tore, it is permissible to untie the tzitzis from one talus and to place on another talus. But if you do not intend to place them on another talus, it's, it's forbidden to untie them. And that's only concerning a talus belonging to someone who is obligated in the mitzvah. But but to untied tzitzes of a talus of the deceased is permissible. Uh, it, one may not take off the corner uh, of a garment containing the tzitzes and to sew it onto another garment because we need that the tzitzes are made onto the corners of their garments. And this corner was not part of this garment at the time that the garment was made. A talus that has proper tzitzis, that was divided in half, and each one is now still big enough to clothe oneself, and now each of the parts have one or two tzitzis, you needn't be concerned that it is that you need to make it and not from it being made, and the assumption is that you would then put new tzitzis on the new corners. If the talus was torn three finger breadths close to the edge of the corner, it's not permissible to sew it up. We're concerned that some of the threads of the sewing will remain. And you're then going to use that thread and in addition another seven strings and make it for tzitzis. For that reason, even if it has at all, one shouldn't sew it up. Therefore, a talus of wool, that tore within three finger breaths, uh, you c- now you can sew it, because it's not the way to sew with wool strings. Rav Amram explains that the reason is that if it was torn within three, there is no, uh, it's not called a garment. It's as if it doesn't exist, dummy. And even though you now sewed this piece back onto the garment, commanded it's still considered that it's severed from the garment. And if you now put tzitzis into that extra piece, you have not exempted the garment because it's considered separate from the garment. We'll perish there, and we're going to this explanation. If it tore, but still something remained hanging on at all, it's still kosher. Yes, Amram, and some say Dilrav Amram that according to Rav Amram, the only problem is if you had tzitzis in the piece that fell off and you tied and you sewed it back on. But if afterwards you sewed that severed piece back on, you then put on new tzitzis, kosher, that would be fine. And someone who's God-fearing will fulfill all opinions wherever possible. Hey, if it tore from the hole where the tzitzis are hanging and below, kosher. 
if the hanging of the tzitzis preceded the tear, that the tzitzis were there at the time of the tear, then But if it tore, and then some of it remained, and he sewed it up, but then afterwards put the tzitzis on, If it's wool, then everybody agrees that it's fine. Uh, but if it's of any other material, that the nature is that you may use those threads to sew it, and then we have the concern that you might use the same threads for tzitzis, according to Rashi, you shouldn't sew it, and if it tore, and you did sew it up, and afterwards you hung tzitzis on it, it's a doubt as to whether it's kosher or not. One who sews a piece of cloth onto the corner of the talus, also the custom that people do that they sew something around the holes where the tzitzis are if the talus is silk and he sewed it with a white silk string we have Rashi's concern uh, and that we shouldn't have any sewing that is lower than three and higher than the thumb joint amount and the same thing applies any time that we sew with a string that is the same material because you might take that string and use it for the strings of the tzitzis even though it's already part of the garment itself Simita Zion, chapter 16, Shir Talus, how large should the Talus be? Voice of Echad. Allah, Shir Talus, the size of the Talus, Shachai Batsitsis, in order to be obligated. This is she's Kasaboy, but Erech of Rech of Rosho, Veruboy, Shel Cotton Ham Salet, Levado Bashuk. It needs to be large enough that it would cover the length and width of the head and majority of the body of a child who goes around by himself in the marketplace. In other words, it's old enough to be able to take care of himself. Ben Sarach Achel Shamroyan doesn't need someone else to look after him. Says Ramah, but Ashai Batsitsis, and then he is obligated. Sitsis, or that size is obligated. Sitsis, Afshagal. Uh, as long as an adult would occasionally wear such a garment and go into the marketplace with such a size garment. Chapter 17, who is obligated? This is a vogue you has three parts. Even though it says, and you shall see it. A blind person is still obligated uh, in the mitzvah tzitzis because he's included in the other passage that says that which you are covered in a kra. And what do we do with the verse that says, and you shall see it? It comes to exclude a night garment, that that doesn't require tzitzis. Or Ayn Lakam Asim Yudchas, as we'll see further in chapter 18. Women and servants are exempt from wearing tzitzis because it is a positive time-bound mitzvah. If they want to wear it, and to make a brach over it, they are allowed to do so. Like with all other mitzvah, positive time bound mitzvahs. But it does look a little haughty. Therefore, they shouldn't wear tzitzis because there's no obligation on the person to wear tzitzis. It's only if you happen to have a garment that has four corners, then it would be required to put tzitzis on it. Someone who is non binary must wear tzitzis out of doubt, and they should wear it without a bracha. And according to the Ashkenazi custom, where women do make a bracha over a mitzvah that is time-bound, positive commandment, they too should make a bracha. 
If a child who knows how to cloak himself, his father must buy him tzitzis to educate him. As long as he knows how to keep two tzitzis in front and two behind. And he knows to hold onto the tzitzis in his hand at the time of reciting the Shema. Chapter 18, what is the time for tzitzis? Laila loves man tzitzis. Night is not the time of tzitzis. And we derive that from an exclusion that you shall see it. According to the Rambam, any garment that one wears at night is exempt, even if it is specifically a day garment. And that which you wear during the day is obligated, even if it is specific for night. In other words, according to the Rambam, if you wore a suit at night, you wouldn't need tzitzis. If you wore pajamas during the day, you would need tzitzis on those, if it were four-cornered pajamas. Allow Rosh, according to the Rosh, any garment that is a night garment, like pajamas, is exempt, even if you wore it during the day. And a garment that is specific for day or day and night is obligated. Even if you wore it at night, so even that suit uh, that you're wearing at night, if it happened to be a four-cornered garment, would need tzitzis. Says the Ramal, and Doubtful brachas, one should be lenient. Therefore, you should only make a bracha of tzitzis when you wear it during the day. And it is a garment that's also a specifically day garment. And after you've done Marib, even though it still might be day, one should make a bracha of tzitzis. And on the evening of Yom Kippur, you should put your talus on while it's still daytime and make a bracha. Even though you are sleeping in them and it's still and it's already morning, you didn't put tzitzis on them. Gimel. From what time can you make the bracha on tzitzis in the morning? When you can tell the difference between the blue string and the white string. And if you wore them from dawn onwards, some say that you should make the bracha already then, which is an earlier time, and that's our practice. If you put them on before then, like when you got up early to recite, you should make a bracha, and when it gets daylight, then feel them and make the bracha. Simon, your test chapter 19, man birkas tzitzis, the time of the bracha of tzitzis, by basically. Aleph, tzitzis choivas gavraho. Tzitzis are an obligation on the person, loy choivas mana, and not on the tool, not on the object itself. She calls much in a lovish talus, anytime that you're not wearing the talus, part of a tzitzis, it's exempt from tzitzis. Therefore, we don't make the bracha on making the tzitzis, she ain't mitzvah, labil bishasa, because there is only a mitzvah to wear it. If you made a talus for the purpose of shrouds, even though you wore it occasionally during your lifetime, it's nonetheless exempt. Simon Chav, chapter 20, the laws of purchasing and selling a talus of One who buys a talus that has tzitzis on from a Jew, or from a non-Jewish merchant, and he says, who that non-Jew, had, he says he bought it from a trustworthy Jew, uh, returned to the Shulchan Aruch Kasher, it is since he's a merchant, we assume that he bought it from a Judaloy, because he's not going to ruin his reputation. If he bought it from a Gentile who is not a merchant, it would be invalid. We do not sell a talus with tzitzis on to a Gentile, because maybe he will disguise himself as a Jew and go on a journey with him and ambush him.
It's even forbidden to lend or to leave as um, on deposit uh, to a Gentile, unless it's very temporarily, because in that case there would be no concern. What do you do with tzitzis that were severed and old talesim? Strings of tzitzis that were severed, you can throw them into the rubbish. Because it's a mitzvah that does not have sanctity in its essence. It's only when you're wearing it. But as long as they're still attached to the talus, you're not allowed to use them for a mundane purpose. Like to tie something up. And the like. Because it is a disgrace to the mitzvah. Yes, Sharon says the Ramah. Some say even after the one shouldn't act in a disgraceful manner towards them to throw them into a disgusting place. But they don't need to be buried. In other words, they should be disposed of in a nice manner. Some some people are careful to bury them. One who is strict and careful when it comes to mitzvahs will receive blessing. If you have talis, a mitzvah talis that wore out, you should separate yourself from it. Don't use it to wipe yourself. Not to use it for any other despicable use. But cast them away and let them disintegrate. Gimel. You're allowed to enter a bathroom wearing your tzitzis. And how much more so to sleep in them? Shari is permissible. Some write that uh, the custom is not to lie down with the talus that has tzitzis. And also not to give it to a Gentile cleaner. For cleaning. And all of this is the mitzvah shouldn't be disgraceful to him. But our custom is to be lenient that we do sleep in them. Dalit. You have to be careful when you're wearing a talus that your tzitzis don't drag on the ground. And if you didn't make the bracha at the time of placing, of hanging the tzitzis, you make the shachiyano at the time, the first time you're wearing it. Seven half Gimel chapter twenty three didn't need tzitzis beveisak faris the laws of tzitzis in a cemetery by Dalit Zifin Al Mutali Kanas beveisak faris for lavish tzitzis you're allowed to enter a cemetery wearing tzitzis vushlo yehi nigrar alakvaris as long as they're not dragging on the graves avolim who nigrar alakvaris but if they're dragging on the graves also it's forbidden mishum loyaglarash because it's like making a mockery of the dead who are unable to fulfill the mitzvah of tzitzis medram when we're talking about being mayhem back in days of yosh aimatilim tzitzis b'malbush loyshim letzarich atzmam that they would tie tzitzis onto their regular clothing avol ano baas sheinam the only reason we wear tzitzis is for a mitzvah purpose. We're not allowed to wear them even if they're not dragging. This is only when the tzitzis are exposed. If they're tucked in, then it's permissible. Base. Some people tie up the tzitzis to one another when they enter a cemetery. But that doesn't help anything. One who enters in within four amas of a corpse or a grave, it's like going into a cemetery. In a place that the custom is to remove the tzitzis from the talus of the deceased Babayas in the house. If people are wearing tzitzis on themselves as they're doing it, then that also has the same concern of mocking the quiet ones. 
chapter 24, Hanagas wishes that this is Harva Ancha, the conduct of wearing tzitzis and its reward and punishment. If you're not wearing a garment with four corners, there's no obligation in tzitzis. Nevertheless, it is proper and good for a per- for every person to be careful to wear a talisman to wear tzitzis all day long. In order that you should remember the mitzvahs at every moment. Okay, and therefore, the, each of the tzitzis has five knots corresponding to the five books of the Torah. And the four corners in each side, each way that he turns, Yizkar, he'll remember and it's proper to wear them over your clothing. At the very least, you should take care to wear tzitzis at the time of davening. Base. Mitzvah lechos hatzitzis biat smallis. It's a mitzvah to hold the tzitzis in the left hand, connected liboy by your heart. B'shas kriyshma at the time you recite nishma. Remez ladavar v'hayot v'ramay lo v'gema alav abecha, which alludes to the matter, the words that you that you recite, and these words should be upon your heart. Gimel totally stuck about tzitzis b'shas atifok shemavarach. It's proper to look at the tzitzis at the time that you are cloaking yourself in the talis as you make the bracha. Dalit. Uh, there is a custom to look at the tzitzis when you get to the word and you shall see them in the Shema. And to place them over the eyes. And it's a proper minig, it's a nice minig, and it shows that you adore the mitzvah. Some also have the custom to kiss the tzitzis when they look at them. All of this is a sign of loving the mitzvah. Hey, when you look at the tzitzis, look at the two tzitzis before you, which have a total of 10 knots, which is, alludes to the 10 supernal spheres. Vagam Yeshbahan Tesain Khutim also has sixteen strings between the two tzitzis Vasarak Sharim and along with the ten knots, Oilskhavov, that makes a total of twenty-six Kishem Havaya, which is the Gematria of God's name, UK Vavke. Vav. The one who negates the mitzvah tzitzis, the punishment is great. While love Neymar and concerning him, it says, There's a passage in Eev that says that he will be thrown from the corners of the world. One who is careful with the mitzvah tzitzis, will merit to see the face of the shrina, the Divine Presence. Hilchus Tfilin. Sim Chavhei, Dine Tfilin B'Pratis, Laws of Tfilin in detail, Yud Gimel Sefer. After you've worn a talus with tzitzis, put on your tefillin. Because we go up in holiness. If you place your tefillin zakel and your talus into one larger bag, you have to be careful not to place the tefillin bag over the talus. So that you don't encounter the tefillin first. And you'll have to put them on before you put the talus on. In order not to walk away, uh, pass by mitzvahs. First, you have to do the mitzvah you encounter first. And therefore, that should be the talus. So that you go up in mitzvahs and then afterwards put on tefillin. If you already had tefillin in your hand, and you didn't have a talus available. You don't have to wait for a talus. Rather, put on your tefillin straight away, and when you get a talus, when the talus becomes available, then you can put your talus on. Base. One who is careful to wear the small tzitzis. You should wear them, and put on your tefillin at home. And then go wearing tzitzis and crowned with your tefillin to shul. And there you should put on the big talus. And the custom of the olam of the world is to also put on your talus godel, uh, even at home kodem before you come to shul varchalav and to make the bracha there. Afterwards, you put on tefillin and you go to shul wearing your talus and tefillin. Come on. 
The Rosh would recite all of his morning brachas until the bracha that says that he crowns Israel with glory. And then he would put on and subsequently make that bracha. One needs to be wearing tefillin at the time he recites Shema and, and the Amidah. You should have in mind as you put the Tefillin on that Hashem commanded us to place, to don these four parashas that they contain the unity of His name and the Exodus on the arm corresponding to the heart and upon the head corresponding to the mind in order that we should remember the miracles and wonders that He did with us that they demonstrate His unity and that He has the power and the dominion in the upper and lower worlds to do uh, in them as his will. And one should subjugate to Hashem his soul, which is in the mind, and also the heart, which is the prime place of desires and thoughts. And with that, he will remember the creator and he will minimize his benefits, his desires. And you should put on the arm tefillin first. And make the bracha. Afterwards, you put on the shel rash leivarech ki im bracha achas l'shaim, and only make one bracha that covers both the shel yad and shel rash according to Shulchan Aruch. Says the Rama, v'yashomrim, and some say the Ashkenazi practice is leivarech al shel rash al mitzvah tefillin. I feel like hips have been time that we make al mitzvah tefillin on the shel rash, even if you did not make an interruption between the two tefillin. V'chein pasuk min gvenei Ashkenaz, and so the minhag is widespread in amongst Ashkenazim. Shavarech base brachas that we make two brachas. Terev lemet hamid achar habracha shniyah baruchim from chusel leivarech, and it's proper constantly after the second bracha to say Baruch Shem, which is a line that we would recite if we said God's name in vain. Here we're not saying God's name in vain because our practice is to make the second bracha, but it's kind of a, a just in case that we still do recite that line. But, if you happen to encounter the Shel Rosh Tefillin first, then in that case you do have to pass by that mitzvah and place the Shel Yad first and afterwards the Shel Rosh. The bracha is to place lahaniach with a comments under the hay, lebepatach of a dogish, and it, the word is not lahaniach. Ches kol mitzvahs mivarachalim over lasiyasan. All mitzvahs we make the bracha over them before we do them. Therefore, we need to make the bracha on the tefillin shel yad after we've placed it upon the bicep, kodem kshirasam, but prior to tightening, to um, tying up the bind, shikshirasam zuhu yasiyasam, because tying it, binding it, tightening it, that is the making of, that's the doing of the mitzvah. Also, the shel rash, you make the bracha before you tighten it on your head. It's forbidden to make an interruption speaking between the two tefillins. And if you did make a bracha, you make an additional bracha, says the Shulchan Aruch, the Svadi practice, on the shel rash of al mitzvah tefillin. Says Rama, Ulididan, but according to our practice, Nogel Varach based brachas, we already make two brachas, Avim Loi Hifsik, even if you didn't make an interruption, Sarach Lachsel Varach al Shel Rosh, Laniach, Vagam al mitzvah. You would have to make two brachas over the Shel Rosh, the brach that you made before the Haniach tefillin, and also al mitzvah tefillin. Yud. If you made an interruption, if you spoke for the purpose of the film, you don't need to go back and make another racha. If you heard, if you heard and need to respond to kashing dusha between the two film, so don't make an interruption to respond. Just be quiet and listen and have in mind to fulfill according to what they are saying, what you're hearing. After you tie the shalyad onto the arm, 
you shall place the shell before you tie up the strap onto around the hand. Some say that it's forbidden to take out the twin shall rush from the bag until the shelyad is placed on you. Says even if both of them are before you chutz take outside the bag, don't start opening up the until you've placed the shelyad. Some say that uh, some have written that you should place the shalgad sitting down and the shalrash standing up. And in these countries, that's not the practice, but we rather place them both while standing. If you put on tefillin many times during the day, you have to make a new bracha each time. If you're wearing tefillin and they slip out of place, and now you need to adjust them to get them right back into place, then you need to make a new bracha. If you're only fixing one of them, you would make a bracha as if you're only putting on one tefillin, as we will see further in chapter 26. If you took them, move them from the place in order to replace them immediately, you still need to make a new bracha. Some say that we don't make a new bracha. Uh, and that's the practice. Somebody who put on his phone made the bracha. And as he was tightening it, the knot snapped. He needs to make a new knot. But he didn't remove his thoughts from the mitzvah. He doesn't need to make a new bracha. If the shalyad came loose before he put the shalrash on, then tighten it. You don't need to make another bracha. But if you'd already put on the shalrash, and then the shalyad loosened, you have to tighten it and make a new bracha. You're allowed to make a bracha on borrowed tefillin, but not on stolen tefillin. Yud Gimel. The practice of the Olam is not to take off your tefillin until after you have recited a volatile. There are those who write, write outside of Kabbalah, according to Kabbalah, you shouldn't remove them. Until you have said in those tefillin three sets of Kedushas and four Kaddishas. Which means after the mourners Kaddish, after Elaine of Hakinogim, Hamadakim, and this is those who are strict, this is how they practice. And on the day that we read from Tarah, we're accustomed not to remove the Twilin until they return the Sefer Tarah and place it in the Ark. This is in a place that they put the Torah back after Valtzian Goyal. But according to the Minig of Ashkenaz, that we put the Torah back immediately after Kriya Torah, before Ashri Valtzian, obviously you would only take them off like any other day after Ashri Valtzian or ideally after Elena. Most of the Shulchan says on a we remove them before we recite. Most of says Ramah. And this is specifically in a place that we say Kesar uh, in Kedusha in Moshe. However, we are actually accustomed to remove the Tefillin before Musaf in every place, even where Kasser is not recited as part of the Kedusha of Musaf. Simchavav chapter 26, The law of someone who only has one of his two Tefillin. 
If you only have one of them, either the Shel Yad or the Shel Rosh, so place that one on. Each one is an individual mitzvah by itself. And the same thing would apply if you did have both of them, but for whatever reason you were forced and you were unable to put both of them on, so you put on the one that you are able to place.